Mic check, one, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you? Mic check. Mic check, waifu, waifu. Tell, is that you? I feel like I'm in for some sadness today, but I'm here, brother. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining me today, brother. We got a lot to Always. talk about, including my uh, my watch of Haikyuu, but we're going to get into that later. I want to start off my check waifu waifu by, as always, thanking our sponsor, Lou Complex. Go to lucomplex.com and use that offer code waifu to save on your entire cart. Thank you so much for the support you've given uh, Lou Complex on our behalf. We appreciate you there. Now, I will also like to thank our Patreon producers, our Patreon producer, Deep Prince, who actually shout out to him, who gave us today's topic. That's going to be later on in the show. Monique Williams and Connor, thank you all so much for supporting the show. We appreciate y'all. At that producer tier, it means so much to us. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't thank you enough. And all of our other Patreon supporters, we appreciate you as well. It means a lot to us that you want to support our dream. Uh, I would also like to give a shout out to tell for the shirt design that I'm rocking right now. That's in the mic check waifu waifu shop. This is the uh, convenience store waifu Mizu. You can get the full body print at teespring.com slash stores slash mic check waifu waifu. All of that information will be in the show notes, um, including our sponsor. So make sure y'all check out those show notes because we have a lot of stuff in there. I just, just want to say, I've never been a hater. I'm hating the day on that shirt. <laughs> Shirt's pretty clean. How did I, how did I draw that? And I, I'm just sorry that I don't have it. She's beautiful. I love it. It was a great idea to just make it blow it up. That's it's that simple. Just blow it up and it looks wonderful. It's and it's so premium too. It feels so so nice. So nice. So nice. <laughs> but today we got a lot to talk about. We're uh we're gonna be discussing the anime that we watched. Um and like I said, Deep Prince gave us the topic of uh the greatest swordsman or the greatest swordsman techniques. What are our opinions on that? And then we, obviously we're gonna talk my hero. But first we're going to start off with the anime we've been watching. So, where do we want to start? Uh, what do you think about that latest episode of ID Invaded? Man, so, you know what's so funny? We had the homie, the lost homie, on last week's episode of My Check Waifu, Waifu Show. Shout out to him and Black Anime Podcast for joining us, and I enjoyed that. And that topic where we discussed um, plot and world versus characters... I absolutely love the plot and world of Idea Invader, but I don't give a fuck about none of these characters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, right. I, was, I was thinking that to myself. I was getting ready to tweet that out to the Lost Homie, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save it for the it. show. Yeah, because like, I truly do not care about nobody in that show. But the whole premise in the world of everything has, and the way it's going down, I like it a lot, man. I like it a and lot. I have to agree. It's like the the characters themselves don't feel like they garner a, a need for me to care about them right yeah but the story and where it's headed the direction the who done it scenario <laughs> all of that i actually love and i'm super like invested in that part of it yeah and that's what i was that's what i was saying i'm like man that that the way they structure everything is so perfect but do you even know the people's name who is like investigating all this stuff? Like, yeah, you, me. You're right. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea what the names are. I also don't care. Yeah, exactly. The only, only person I know and the only person I want to know. Who- 
And the only name I actually remember is John Walker. Exactly. And John Walker, because he's like the big bat, right? He's the antagonist. So, yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, what's his name? For fuck, I don't remember his name, apparently. But our yeah. our, <laughs> our detective, dude. Fuck, I can't even remember. Uh, Aku, is it Akata or Sukata? Sukata or something like that. That's crazy, man. I don't I don't remember anybody from that show. It's but when I'm watching the show, I'm enjoying the hell out of it thoroughly though. Like for real. Yeah, so Akihito. That's Akihito, that's right. Yeah, all right. So um when I uh was watching the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I never realized actually that I had not paid attention to the main to the like the characters' names at all. Yeah. The only character I actually care about is John Walker, but that's been since episode when they introduced John Walker, episode two, one, episode not, three. It was one. I don't remember seeing him in episode one. Yeah, but, because, yeah, because he it was well, they didn't really say who he was, but it was a glimpse of him, I guess. Yeah. Um, but regardless, like the idea, the concept that there's this phantom being who is creating these serial killers and murderers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. To me, that concept is amazing. Yeah. And it makes me that is like I said, the the world I'm invested in. The characters, not so much. Like if the, all these characters die and they like had a new season two with all new characters, I'm like, okay, I can see that. Straight up. Like and it goes back to the topic we had last week. I don't I didn't think if if this was me talking last week, I didn't think that the plot or the world can carry a show like the lost homie was saying. I didn't think it. I, I just didn't agree with him on that. But now I have to say, man, he he's right because this is the first show that well, not really the first show because a lot of show has, has shows has done this, but like this show definitely is carried by the world and the plot for sure, and he and that definitely put it in perspective. So I just had to shout him out for that. Um, but um, I tweeted about it a little bit earlier. You uh caught up on Plunderer. Uh, no, not yet. Yeah, it's a, it, I, I, I saw that you. So here, here's what. Here's my thing. I was gonna watch the plunderer or plunderer, and when I saw your tweet, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait on that. <laughs> oh my god, bro! You literally sat there and said like it holds itself back. I'm like, well, I don't want to watch this then, it does, man, because you. You got the situation to where this the the main dude is like super he's like the brock of of this anime and it's like it doesn't they try to do these little comedic beats with him and, and how he feels for girls and how you always getting turned down by girls and it just don't fit this it's this not, it's not cutting it yes it doesn't fit this world that that seems to be so that that could be so well established and so just well thought out but it's it's so conflicted with trying to be a comedy that is just not it's not it's doing everything wrong man like it's this most recent episode got him uh in, a, in another town obviously with a, another branch of officers this chick is trying to catch capture him he finds out that she's actually a good person so he's gonna like help her out he helps her out and he end up getting to fight this other captain that's been looking for him and again it's just it's so many wrong turns and twists that it just don't make any fucking sense like uh, comedic wise like it doesn't it shouldn't be a funny anime yeah if this was a well, serious anime with the way they got this world and the structure and the actual plot like it'll be good but it's just trying not to take itself too seriously and this is one that should actually do so like it should take itself seriously because it'll be more interesting that way 
and it would uh, draw us into the show more. Yeah, exactly. Because I, ugh, I literally don't give a fuck, man. Ugh, so stupid. Oh, he's also, we also need to add him to that list of swordsmen too, because he's actually a swordsman. Whatever his name is. I don't this even remember. True. He's a ballot holder though. So apparently that makes him important. And his name it, was, it was a super common name, wasn't it? It's super common. And I can't even remember. His name is in like every, every single anime. All right. Licked. Licked was his name. Yeah. Licked. Oh, uh, was it Licked? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, one of the anime I want to talk about, which the lost homie agreed with me when I said this might be one of the sleepers, is Inspector. Hundred percent agree. Um, you you been you caught up on it? Binged, bro. I'm all caught up. <laughs> Inspector to me is just like you actually kind of like the characters. Love the characters. I, I, I'm 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 liking right now the 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 Kotoko versus Saki mm-hmm. stuff going on. <laughs> that's, the, that's my favorite part. And it was beautiful that when they leave like at the last episode when they leave like the house and mm-hmm. you know uh Kotoko is like walking trying to figure out where Kuro has gone. Literally she sees him fighting. Yep. The the person they're going after. Yeah. Which is uh, no. Nase, uh, Nase was, yeah, uh, I, f- I forget. Karen Nase, Karen Nase, like, yeah, Nase steel or something like that because she has the steel beam or something like mm-hmm. that and enlarged uh, breast. Even I guess that those are her natural born talents. Gosh, I love it. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and that's what I'm saying is though, like, so this is one of those things, those stories that I think has benefited from slow progression, yes. right? And that's something you had always talked about is that like sometimes a slow progression is more than enough. And when you overdo it and try to overcompensate with super fast storytelling or anything like that, it gets mumbled and lost. And this show, I I personally feel like is doing it well. I'm glad that you're agreeing with me. A hundred percent. Because what you said was uh, because remember when we first talked about this, I think what was it? Three weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Um, We we talked about. Uh, the the show starting off with those 45 minute episodes or whatever the case may be. And you yeah. said this one wouldn't have benefited from that. Like it, it's done right. And I totally agree with that. After watching that first episode with how slow they, they, they take in the storytelling and trying to build this world and what it's actually about has been perfect for that 25 minute mark that week to week. It sucks because you want to know what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. And, you want more. Yeah. You want to be able to binge it, but it's, 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 it's it's almost it's the uh, it's the cross to the T. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like it it's perfect. <laughs> it's it just flows so perfect. I like it, man. I like it a lot. Like when she was uh, when she was talking to the uh, the water god or the former water god, mm-hmm. and she was just the exp- snake. yeah the, the, the snake serpent, and she was just just snake serpent. That's a that was it's the same. redundant. <laughs> it was redundant as hell. <laughs> but when she was talking to him, talked to uh, him and explaining the situation when it came to the uh, the murder of that dude and what happened and why it happened and why she said what she said and that shit was just so intriguing to me, man. It was it was. Yeah. This is a phenomenal show. Well, I also thought it was interesting how in that part specifically how they played to the idea that um, yokai or deities yeah. or spirits might not see things the way we do right yeah and you know and, obviously and vice writer, versa 
Yeah. Yeah. Obviously the writer of this story has no idea like what an actual yokai or anything might think. Uh, but that was beautiful to even conceptualize it and put it down and yeah. even show like, I almost felt a little invested in the girl who threw her baby in the water was Same. like, yo, like I, I get why you are super sad. I still think it's shitty what you did straight up. But I get why you were sad. You thought you cheated on you and you're in Japan and in Japan being a single mom ain't the business. Yep. So, you know, like I'm thinking like, okay, well, boom, that's actually kind of intriguing. And then she's like, well, I need them to find this. Not knowing that, you know, the serpent guy gets the uh, lake cleaned all the time. Yeah. Which is just a crazy concept. But extremely dope nonetheless, man. It's a great show. It's definitely second to Darwin's game, but it's like neck and neck second. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's neck and neck second, bro. I like that. I like that. And, and see, all that is like, it's not even all the action because we haven't really seen much action other than him getting his arm bit off. Exactly. So, right now, this is going to be the first real action scene. The storytelling has been on point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal, man. And oh, I, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens between uh, uh, Saki. <laughs> oh yeah, and Saki you know, and our girl. You know, because I think here's what I think is gonna happen. Right, mm-hmm. is that now that she's seeing that Kotoko has like kind of trying to sink her teeth into Kuro, yep. Saki's gonna be like, well, maybe I can be with him even if he's only part human or anything like that. Right? Yeah. She's, she's kinda, trying. She's shitty for leaving him for that though. I mean, I mean, come on, bro. You can, be real. You can, under, <laughs> you can understand why, but come on. Yes. They were engaged, bro. Like, yes, that shouldn't that shouldn't change the the way you love him just because he's different. You know what I'm saying? I, I entirely agree. Y'all work uh, through it. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I understand, you know, 100%. like, come on, bro. Let's be real. If you if you walking down the street with your girl. And you're like, oh, we're having such a wonderful night. It's so nice and beautiful outside. It's a nice warm day. And all of a sudden you see this sea monster that's like, I'll fucking eat you. Yeah, and yeah. then all the of capital. a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden your girl is looking at the monster and the monster's like, oh my God, you are scary. Like, hey, I'm about to back up off you because you crazy girl. Let me, mm-hmm. let me go ahead and turn around. Come on, bro, for real. A monster is scared of your girl? I'm like, hey, that's dope. Let's go. You so tough. Hey. You know what I'm saying? That's just hey. me, though. <laughs> that's my baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? But I, no, right. I get it. I, I kind of get it because she's like, because before that, she saw his hand get cut and instantly get healed. And she's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, it's I, like I, everything's adding together. Yeah, yeah I kind of I kind of get it because maybe he's a monster himself and just in humans, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, I guess, you know? But mm-hmm. it's a great show. It's a great fucking show, man. I love it. So yeah, between those two, that's actually actually some that, dope stuff. That makes me pretty hype. You have no idea. You want to know what else I've been watching though? Before we What's get up? into the meat and potatoes of this, two shows I want to bring up because they're kind of like in, intertwined with each other. Uh, and what was it? Was it fucking something? The Dendrogram. Okay, Infinite Dendrogram. In, infinite Dendrogram. And uh, I don't like to get hurt, so I'm going to max out my defense. Okay. I don't like to get hurt, so I'm going to max out my defense is better than Infinite Dendrogram for me. Because okay. I love, I only watched the first two episodes of each. Okay, yeah, I got I got it. I, we watched both the same episode. I have to watch the fourth episode of Infinite Dendrogram. I watched three episodes of Dendrogram. Okay, so I'm only on episode two on that one, and I'm only on episode two of 
uh, the de- maxed out defense one. The maxed out defense one is so it's it's the it's it's like my kryptonite, man. It's the overpower isekai that I just love so much, man. It's it's so because it, it's like as a video as an MMO player myself, you think about the rules of this world. I'm at, I'm absolutely riding with it, man. And I want an MMO like this so bad. Like she's she maxed out her vitality. Obviously, vitality means defense and health points. Yeah. She goes out and training in the forest, and a little bunny monster comes and attack her. She's like, oh, this doesn't hurt. She's getting attacked by this little bunny monster, and she's just letting him do it because she doesn't want like she doesn't want to hurt it, but she also wants to level up. So she's letting the bunny attack her, and that's getting her to get gain like these different resistances and and more defense, and it's just building up her stats like passively, <laughs> and like. <laughs> and like she's becoming this this tank that's like almost unkillable because like the way she just is specking out her character and, and the shit it's just a great I don't even know how to explain it really but it's just a great adorable isekai that I'm all for man and, and that's what I was going to say is it because it doesn't take itself too seriously but actually gives you some relevance to like actual MMO it doesn't it doesn't even it's not that it even not takes itself seriously it's it's just a show of a girl playing a VR MMO right or a you know full body MMO whatever they call it in, in this world yeah. she's just playing it and she's playing it how you would normally play it she's just doing it you know what instead of specking and fighting I don't like to fight but I don't like to get hurt either so I'm going to just max out my defense she's just doing that just constantly doing that. So she's fighting this dragon in this dungeon. The dragon is spitting poison at her. She's popping potions, kind of like to time the poison, her getting poisoned plus like her heals. She's timing that because like she had a bunch of extra potions to the point where she would just like almost res back up to full health as she's almost about to die from this like du- this dragon dungeon boss. And she gains like she gains resistance from poison completely by just keep constantly grinding in that motion. And like it's it's something that doesn't happen in this world. She also, when she fights this dragon, she gets uh she fights it because her weapon breaks. So the way she decides to fight it is by eating it. <laughs> so she also gets skills from that too. It's 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 wonderful. She beats that boss by herself in a dungeon where it's like a five-man raid or whatever. She ends up getting this this rare gear that if it breaks, it 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 comes back, it repairs itself and it becomes stronger. But it only becomes stronger in defense. <laughs> so it's like every everything is so perfect for her that it's it's, it's going to be a wonderful show, like a a more interesting show, I think, than Dendrogram. Dendrogram is cool and all, and I like it's like mm-hmm. um it's a little backstory it got going on, like it's a little background maneuvering they they trying to use. But I'm just not that interested yet. Yeah, yeah. I I I didn't found it like find it like ridiculously good i want i need to see more of what yeah. uh what these embryos do and how right. they evolve and whatnot that'll that'll be more interesting for me yeah do you like um, the embryo system i think it's cool because it to me it seems like a unique pet for every character every person who plays right yeah and i think in an mmo like for instance you know i'm a dnd player right yeah I want each of my players to have something unique to them. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think that concept itself is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just more of how it's utilized, right? Like if everyone can truly have like an like an own unique um, like embryo, that'd be super dope. Like if they could program, oh, there's uh, a thousand different options for each embryo, which right. means that there's a million different combinations you can get. 
Yeah. You know, that idea itself is super cool, but that's just like any MMO where you have like a bunch of different skill trees and you can kind of expect into each skill tree. Right. It's the same concept just with a character that helps you or something like that. I think that's cool. True. And um, I, I would like to see that implemented in, uh, in some more MMOs, but you know, I don't play that many MMOs. So that's just your, uh, your area, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I like it, but it's just like, it's not a must watch for me. I yeah. definitely prioritize the shield one over this one for sure. Now I do want to say, since you're, you're watching an isekai, right? Or you're watching a couple of isekai. I actually just started Wise Man's Grandchild. Yes, finally, bro. I love that and show. So far, it's really good. Yes. I'm surprised. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. oh, I like this guy, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of I feel bad for him that he died in the beginning like that. Right, right. But I like him, you know. He's dope. His his, his intro was weird bombs. Right, his intro or hydrogen bombs. His intro to the to him coming into this Izakai was probably the best of any ones I've seen. Like I've seen a bunch of Izakais, and his intro into coming into this world was probably the most interesting, opposed to the other ones. Well, so no, I take that back. Like this. I, I take uh-huh. that back. Yeah, they reincarnated as a slime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did it better than this one. You're right. You're right. Well, I mean, he, I think it was pretty similar. I think reincarnated as slime gave you. Well, your mic cut off. We oh, lost. Oh, you, you you can't hear me. I couldn't hear what the last thing you said. Oh, okay. Sorry. Reincarnated as a slime. In my opinion, they just gave you an idea who the life, what? but it was only like you did cut out again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. All right. <laughs> Try Am again. I good? Yeah, one more time. All right. Reincarnated as a slime gave us an idea of who the main character was. Yeah. Um, for like that first minute, and then they killed him. This right. one, you were like, you saw that character 15 seconds, and he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then reincarnated what? as a slime, like he, you saw him slowly dying, and they were like kind of building his character inside of that, that process after he was stabbed. Yeah. Yeah, which no, was cool. Yeah, you're right. That one was better. But I will say, I still liked it because I mean, you saw the guy die, and it almost gave you an idea of like, when you die, you can be reincarnated in another world, right? Yeah, I thought that was dope. It was real dope. So uh, far, I'm enjoying the show. It, it's actually it's hilarious and like actually seems really good and well animated. Yes, yes. Let's go. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Really, really glad about that because I was worried you wouldn't, but. It gets better. Yeah. And I like their relationships too between the, all the characters. Um, and then last but not least, the meat and potatoes of what we've been watching. Uh Twitter finally reminded me to watch Haikyuu. And I end up uh starting a thread and I stopped the thread because I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna save my thoughts for this episode. Episode thirty four might check waifu waifu, okay? Oh my goodness. I binged the entire first season um in the span of like two days. It's definitely a sports anime. For everybody that said this is more slice of life, this would be perfect for you, Polo, was wrong. This is 100% a sports anime. And it's so fucking great, dude. <laughs> it's so <laughs> It's so good, dude. Oh, my God, bro. Holy Yo. shit. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. Oh, oh, my God. It definitely... Okay. Y'all might call me crazy for this, and my and my uh, OGs may not feel me on this one. But after that season one, man, I'm almost kind of thinking it's better than Initial D. I'm almost kind of thinking it. I love Initial D to death. 
it's one of my quote unquote favorite sports anime, I guess, because I don't I don't really have that money under my belt. Um, besides the uh, the box, what was that boxing one? Megalo Box and, and Megalo Box. This one, Megalo Box. This one and Initial D are like my sports or my competitive anime that I've seen under my belt, and it's definitely better than Megalo Box for sure. This fucking anime is so great. I'm so attached to these characters. Um, I couldn't do, I couldn't go straight into season two though, because I needed a fucking break because it was such an emotional drag. But I was so invested, bro. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know so much. The way they teach us regular ass normie people who know nothing about volleyball, volleyball. It's phenomenal, man. Oh my goodness, bro. What kind of anime does pacing and teaching of of a sport this well? And character development. Yes. Character development, top notch, bro. Fucking animation. <sighs> so I'm just gonna tell you, it gets so much better. I can't like, wait, bro. Like <laughs> so I just finished season two. I'm in the season three right now. And you I, like I said, no sport. I'm not gonna give you any spoilers no. because I actually really enjoy this show. Like I think that if it continues, like because after season two, I was like, I didn't couldn't believe it really was gonna get better than season one. Season two was like way better. Um, and season three so far starts off with a bang, and you still see more character development. It's like killing me. Like I had I had no idea. Like, imagine, imagine this. You have characters doing something and trying to get better at something for a whole season. Yeah. And then season two, they're still trying to get better at it. And they finally like start showing like, oh don't even, don't even say that, bro. Cause I don't it, just imagine black Clover. If Asta actually, or, or, you know, actually did work and, and became great. Oh yeah. That is. Yeah. Listen, there's nothing better in the going into this show, knowing absolutely nothing about it. Cause that was me. That was completely. Yeah. I just knew it was a sports anime. I didn't it's even the know. Same here. I didn't even know what the fucking sport was. To be a hundred percent honest with you, I, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be a hundred percent real with y'all. Before, like, I, people told me it was volleyball. Like, uh, literally three weeks ago, I learned it was volleyball. Okay, even though the name of the show is literally just titled volleyball, but <laughs> in English. <laughs> but yeah, I literally thought for the longest time that this was a soccer anime. I'm like this. I don't. I'm definitely not watching it. Soccer too. Like I don't. I really don't care that much about soccer. But it was. I heard it was volleyball, and then everybody was saying, "Man, it it, it has a slice of life." If you like polo, it has that was a lie. Y'all all lied to me. Okay. <laughs> Barely. It's. I don't need. There's no fucking slice of life. It's. It's sport, 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 sport into this into this anime all through it all throughout. But I am not mad at it because I. I learned so much about volleyball, bro. I'm a pro. And it also feels like the action, it almost feels Sorry. as intense as like a fight. Right? It would mean even more intense and than then, a fight. And then like, I love the moments between Kageyama and Hanada. Yep. Like I saw in your in your thread, you had said Kageyama was going to piss you off, right? Mm-hmm. Would you, how do you feel about the character Kageyama and Hanada now? I'm like you didn't, I don't think you said anything about Hinata. Uh, Hinata was this is a goat. I love Hinata. He's like because he works best, hard, right? Yeah, he's one of the best characters ever of any anime ever. Period. Um, the uh, <laughs> the the bull, the other bull, he still gets on my fucking nerves, but he got so much better in season one, dude. Oh, like 
all the characters are really good. Like you enjoy all the characters. I can't even say. I can't even say I don't. It took a while though. At first, I thought it was gonna be too much though because the first episode they were like throwing characters at you and they didn't say their names. I'm like, what the fuck is what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was doing that. <laughs> I just felt like I was like looking back and forth, like what the fuck is going on? But no, nah, this show is great, man. I'm I'm starting season two probably tomorrow. Uh, well, yeah. I, I started. I got halfway through episode one, but I'm like, I need a break. It's just too much. <laughs> it's too much. You have no idea how impressed I am. I mean. <laughs> So when I finished season one, though, you, I did take like two from from the anime. <laughs> it was like, all right, I need a break. You took what off? When I took when I finished season one, I took like two days off from the anime. Yeah. I was like, all right, I need to watch something else because straight up. That's how I, I was. I was like, I started and I did the same thing. I started like got to halfway um, episode one of season two. And I was like, all right, give me give me a break here. Let me <laughs> let me set this aside and let me watch something else that's less serious because yes. I'm liking these characters and if they lose I'm gonna cry <laughs> dude I'm like man fuck I cause oh man it was it's heavy it's definitely heavy and one of the uh, the better ones I've seen in a long time yeah I gotta go back and watch Initial D just to see if it holds up because after all these years yeah yeah okay this was this was just great this is just I, great. People's getting like, people's like, oh, I'm waiting for Polo to respond. Like, what's going on? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just save it for the show. If season two or if season three is better than season two, I'm going to have to my top. Oh, <laughs> should rearrange your top five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, that's, I'm just going to say that and I'm going to leave it at that. No, I feel you. I feel you. I, I mean, I got to watch the rest of it because it's going to be hard to get in my top five. I, I agree. I feel like. It sliding into my top five is gonna be hard, but if season three is better than season two, it'll slide in. But season four is still in the making right now. Yep, I'm. I'm so. not. There's no fucking way in hell I'm even starting season four until it's done. Because <laughs> you want to binge it, right? You want to. Because you don't want to ever. For this, I I can't imagine the people who watch High Q now waiting week waiting to week. Week to week. Absolutely Fuck that. not. Dude, oh. No, the way they close each episode, cliffhanger after cliffhanger, and they're so strong cliffhanger. Like, fuck that. No, I'm. I'm it, I'll wait till it's done. Well, we got like what two movies to watch, <laughs> I think, or a movie to watch. Or something. Oh, do we? Holy shit! Yeah, I just, I, I ain't no way. I'm, I'm gonna have to wait for season four to be over for sure. No, hundred percent. Right, there's no I, way. No way. I, I am happy you're enjoying it though. So this entire time, uh, our pod listeners. Tell thought I hated it. <laughs> Dude, I was I was shook, bro. I, I said literally nothing about it. I was I, I gave no no body language on what I felt about it on purpose just to see his reaction on when I said I, it was fucking great. I I was like I was like, yo, if he hate this show, I don't know, I don't even know Polo no more. Cause like like okay, I granted, I get it. It's not slice of life. Not at right? all. It's not. But I knew for a fact in my mind, I'm like, it's a fact regardless if like, I got to say a slice of life esque, so he'll watch it. Like I'll line a polo so he'll watch it. Right. That's what I'm thinking in my head. But I'm also thinking like once he starts it and he starts seeing character development and character growth oh. and dynamics and stuff like that, he going to love it. And Bye when you me. like, when I saw that you didn't say anything after like the third episode, I was like, did he, did he hate it? <laughs> Dude, when they uh when they 
played Day Tech, bro, I stood up on my goddamn chair when they won that match, bro. I'm like, let's right? fucking go, dude. No, not Day Tech. Oh. Was that Day Tech that oh, had no, the Iron Wall? Uh, Day Tech was the, yeah, the was ones the, after. Who had the no, Iron think, Wall? That was Date Tech. Because okay. I think I think that was a uh, what's his name? What's his name? Because the Iron Wall dude, the big dude with no eyebrows. They called him no yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's that. He is part of that school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was Day Tech, dude. Oh my god, the the fucking. All right, you know what else that got me? What's up? The dubs, bro. Are they good? I never seen any. I, okay, I watched a lot of anime. There's no dubs better than Haikyuu. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane the quality, bro. I'm, it blew my mind. Like it, it made me reevaluate other dubs. I'm like, man, what the? Is this really good? I don't think it's really good because Haikyuu did that shit so much better. Let's go. I don't. I need to figure out who that studio because it's it's on um it's on Verve Dub Dub, but it's uh Dub via High, High Dive. Dive. Yep. So I gotta figure out like I gotta check out more of their like exclusive Dub stuff because that shit just fit so well. It was it it blew my mind because it felt so natural. I felt like I was watching fucking Avatar. <laughs> like <laughs> it was crazy. I'm so happy right now. Yeah, man. I, I loved it, man. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We got a real big topic, unless you, you got another anime you want to talk about, Till. Nah, bro, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm on a high right now. <laughs> Dope. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. Um, we got a real big topic for you coming after the break. It's going to be based off of one of our Patreon producers, D Prince, or Kush by That Bush, as known on Twitter. Follow the homie. Um, we're going to come back with that topic. And the topic is... Who are the greatest swordsmen and what is the greatest swordsman technique? And we try to eliminate like power wise, like like <clears throat> try to eliminate their whole powerful abilities or their like magical power or auto well, what's the way that we could use it? Um otherworldly powers, yes. We try to remove yeah. their otherworldly powers and think of them as just swordsmen. So we're gonna talk about that after this break. This break, we planned a good friend of mine who uh was actually on my older brother's podcast many, many years ago. Uh, the Addicts, uh, it's Tay Miles, it's uh, Wahoo Village Warriors, he's super Cleveland, um, but I feel like this song embodies uh, high Q. that's why I really wanted to use it for this break, because the yeah. boys are warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after this.
drug. Hey, hey. Diamond coated slugs. Hey. Not many are built like us. Hey. Wahoo Village Warriors. This just how it gotta go. Hey, hey. Pistol dipping go. Hey. Upper class up there just judging us. Wahoo Village Warriors. Hey. Welcome back to episode 34 of My Check Waifu Waifu. I don't know if I said that at the beginning, but it's episode 34 of My Check Waifu Waifu. <laughs> Make sure y'all follow our Instagram at Mike Check Waifu Waifu and our Twitter at Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Tweet us anything y'all got for us, any questions, comments, concerns, anything y'all want to hear on this show, um, or just stuff like that. We uh like I said before the break. We do have a fantastic topic from our boy, Kush by That Bush on Twitter. Um, he's also a Patreon producer, so that's also you know part of the reason why his topic is being brought up on the show. But <laughs> let's discuss it here now. Tell if you would do me the honors of queuing up Kush by That Bush. Question for the show. So, uh, Mister Kush had uh presented us with a awesome question about swordsmen right and obviously swordsmen in any capacity are awesome amazing um we talked about them in japanese culture when it came to movies or anything like that but we're today we're talking about anime so he basically wants to know what is our favorite swordsman what makes a swordsman great and what kind of criteria do we grade them by uh the greatest sword technique and then the greatest swordsman of all so let me just preface this by saying I am not as knowledgeable when it comes to swordsmen in anime because I really that's not my that's just not my wheelhouse. Like I'm not a big uh, swordsman battler anime watcher. You know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, I do have some some you know some thoughts. I'm putting in minds where necessary, but I don't have that broad of a, a spectrum to go from like. Uh, like D Prince does, or even Tell. Tell knows more than I do about this particular topic. But we're gonna we're gonna touch on it the best we can. So where do you want to start, brother? So do you want me to start with my favorite source? Yeah, let's do it. So anyone who knows me knows I, I rave know. <laughs> about Chivalry of a Fell at Night. Yep. <laughs> Thus, my favorite swordsman comes from that very same anime, Ikikuragane. I love him. He is my favorite swordsman. And to me, it's just very easy to say why, right? Like, okay, he's hated by his father of his family. Yeah. And he Damn. grinds and works super hard. My dude does not play around. He literally worked his butt off, has dropped blood, <laughs> sweat, and tears for everything he's ever gotten. Never asked for a handout. Goes into a school of people who have infinite infinite amount of power and all he can do is swing his sword right all he has yeah. is sword techniques and and that's kind of like where i enjoy about him so much is that or what i enjoy about him so much is that he only really has he has sword techniques but he only really has one thing to put him or differentiate himself from everyone else whereas yeah. everyone else has these super high power fire abilities ice and air and everything like that and yeah. he just he has hit you with his sword that's a great one. Damn. That's a that's a show from a while ago too. 
Yeah, you know I love that show. It's a great show. It's a great show. Okay, so for me, when I think of my favorite swordsman, I think of my favorite swordsman and the greatest swordsman of all time are these. I mean, he falls under the same branch for me, but I'm going to just start with my favorite uh, swordsman being uh, Himori. Sorry, excuse me. Hamura Kenshi from Ramonian Kenshin is like, mm-hmm. he's he's absolutely my favorite because, I mean, for one, he was like the first one I really watched other than Yunasha, but he was the first one I really watched and like was like, yeah, man, I like this guy because of his morals. And that's what makes him a great swordsman to me was his morals. He killed enough people in his day to where he basically just stopped killing in general, but he still used his great swordsman technique to neutralize enemies or whatever have you. And the way he did it, he was super smooth. He had to drip. <laughs> he's just, uh, he's definitely my favorite. And, I, and actually, I think he's the greatest of all time too, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, he's definitely my favorite of uh, of the swordsmen's. <laughs> so speaking of the greatest, right? Um what makes a swordsman great? That's the next level. So, like, what makes a swordsman great? Why? What, what do you grade him yeah, by? For sure, I grade him by his morals. Like I said, his his morals as a human being, from his past to what he became later, is uh is what makes him great to me. Like that's what I'm grading him by. And also, his fucking technique was so clean. It was so clean, man. You look up some some old videos of some of his fights and the way he. The, just the way he drew his sword, even because uh, by that bush, we'll read his uh, his in a little bit. But he didn't he say he like drew a vacuum every time he drew a sword or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he could he could pull his sword so fast a vacuum was created. It's it insane, bro. Remove body parts. So um, I'll get into his technique later because I don't want to talk technique now. Um, you know, because that's the next part of the topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But I mean, I agree though. Like, what makes a great swordsman is his more right. Like, there are swordsmen who believe that you can't take a, a cut to the back because, right. like Z- Zoro, uh, he won't take a cut to his back because that's that's like defiling a swordsman's pride, right? He only wants to take that cut to the front of his body. He did that. He showed that when he fought Mihawk, who is the greatest swordsman in their world. And um, I actually think that's something great to stand by is that any honorable samurai or warrior doesn't want a, a wound on their back because it means they ran away. Yeah. And they want to take that wound to their front. If they're going to die, they die on. And that's one thing I agree with as well as just overall hard working and not, not outright like killing innocents, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like if we not, if we out here killing innocents, you're not on my, my greatest sword. Straight like up. You might actually be the best technique or greatest swordsman of all time or something like that, but you're not going to be my favorite. Right. Low key foul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not um, what the culture is about. Right, right. Uh, did did Kush the Bush tell you who his favorite swordsman of all time was? Uh, yeah, he uh, actually has quite a thread on Twitter about it. Yeah, because I was gonna say I have uh, some Facebook people who shared their uh, favorite swordsman with us. If you wanted to, absolutely. Let's start off with that. So, um, Roni Kenshin is obviously like a fan favorite here. There's like eight different people in our Facebook group who all. <laughs> first one they brought up uh good choice isaiah Isaiah pika says afro from afro samurai Mm -hmm. which i think in terms of uh, we'll get into that later afro samurai 
um, is awesome. Uh, CJ said Reinhardt three zero. Um, Ichigo mm. um, is just really close to the sword. Literally, like they fight together. So he he and his sword have a, a, a bond, right? So they share that power. Not in terms of power, Ichigo might be one of the strongest, but in terms of like technique, he's just swinging his sword, bro. Exactly, exactly. Um, Akame from Akame Got Kill, uh, she literally is an amazing swordswoman or swordsman. You know, she has plenty of technique and skill and speed. Straight up. Um, my bro Q says Zoro, um, hands down, bruh. <laughs> and then he says Zero from Mega Man. Uh, which Zero and Proto Man are both great swordsmen. They're kind of like counterparts, but really Zero and Proto Man are two different people. Um, another Af- uh, Isaiah Pika came back again just to say after. <laughs> Your mic cut out. What you said? Oh, uh, Isaiah Pika came back and said Afro Samurai is the short answer. Period. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alexandra Lane. She said uh, Levi Ackerman. Wow. Somebody from I mean, Attack on Titan. Which but is, that, that's real though. Like, you know, like they use a whole different type of technique, which that's, that's, what, that's what makes that, that interesting. Cause it's a whole nother world, like how they're going to be fighting. Yeah. Um, Ryan Fonte right after that said, yeah, honestly, that gun pretty damn impressive in action. Um, uh, well, you you said what again? Sorry, Levi from Attack on Titan is pretty damn impressive, is what he said. Oh, yeah, uh, Ryan, Ryan Fonte, and then uh, we have uh, Afro Samurai again, and then Guts from Berserk because in the documentary for uh, Berserk, Guts actually learns a lot of sword techniques and gains more skill. Mm. Still not necessarily as good as Griffith, but he does end up beating Griffith at some point. So yeah. Uh, then we got Mugen <laughs> from Samurai Champloo, mm-hmm. um, who Mugen is honestly, uh, in my opinion, also the GOAT. Uh, Probably my favorite <laughs> technique. Yeah, I, I would say in terms of technique, favorite, greatest, but his style and his technique is amazing. Yeah. Um, he he doesn't care about who he kills, though, which makes me like dislike that. Yep. But, you know, he's still not that bad. He a um, also from um, Yu Yu Hakusho is one of those swordsmen who is Wait, who said he a? Oh, Christian Nichols. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. He a from, um, yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho is an amazing swordsman and he just has overall, like, he's just super, super powerful. Uh, it's hard to compare him to anything in terms of power. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Robert Lane said, how y'all just gonna ignore my... Uh, <laughs> a Roni Kenshin. No, nobody ignored it. We we all yeah, no one, yeah, we don't want to ignore that. We know. So uh Joe Lee said, you know, he agreed with uh with the Robert Lane talking about Roni Kenshin is the only answer, right? The Batosai, sure. Batosai is the only answer. Uh which I mean I agree with. But he also said uh Joe Lee said Roni Kenshin, Afro Samurai, and Samurai Jack were were his three. Samurai Jack obviously is an anime, but you know, he he's, does he's have a great source, man. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. Philip J. Woodward. Yeah, Philip Woodward. He said uh, Guts, um, Griffith, Roni Kenshin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Ichigo? Ichigo? Oh, no, no. He, yeah, that was me. He didn't say Ichigo. He's just talking about how I get to. <laughs> 
and he threw some shade at uh, Black Clover because uh, everyone trained with their po- to get their power straight up. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. But yeah, that's our list from Facebook. That's a, a good list right there, though. It really actually is. So I'm going to just read all of Kush by that Bushes. His is, is quite lengthy, so I'm going to just start Neil. Uh, he starts off with saying, first, I would start off with the greatest of all time, including powers. I have to go with uh, Sasuke Eisen, which is uh, Captain Eisen from uh, Bleach, which I know nothing about. Uh, he, he's overpowered. <laughs> uh, his sword level is superior. Sword, uh, he has a sword that lets you control all all of the opponent's uh, senses. Plus, he can regenerate. Uh, and then he says, one with no powers, he had to go with uh, Himura Kenshi, or Kenshin, Ramoni Kenshin. He created a vacuum with how fast he drew his sword. I can't see another human being best than him when, when he was the Baitosai, the manslayer. His line uh, of sword mastery was the only one, uh, was only one master and one student. Honorable mention, um, he, he picked, uh, what's this? G- Gento Toki, all from uh, Gintama, which I know nothing about either. Yeah, I, I actually haven't seen Gintama at all. Me either. And a lot of people talk about Gintama being good though, so we might have to step I our game that, up. That's one of those like it's one of those funny anime though, where it just, oh, a lot of it is humorous. Yeah. But I think he's actually like really good at what he does. Hey, apparently, he was trained by an immortal demon, and his training was supernatural. So I mean, you can't really count his technique. But he said uh, an honorable mention for powers are Meliodas, which is yep. interesting. That's interesting. He would beat Eisen, Captain Eisen for him <laughs> after reincarnating 50 times, but he can still be killed. And you have to k- give King Bradley his credit with his all-seeing eye. He also gave credit to Captain Yami from Black Clover. He can cut, <laughs> he can cut dimensions, but he isn't God tier. Captain Yami from Black Clover. I do like Yami. I like, I like Yami a lot. I like Yami as a character, but does he? I'm trying to think, does he even have a technique? Yeah, I mean, well, he draws his sword so, and slashes, but that's it. So, Not I count. mean, yeah, like, if you don't think he, about his powers, he, well, so do we account? Being able to look for Kia as a power because it's something you had to physically train for. I mean, that's um, we're, we're, that's not a that's not a technique though. That's not a swordsman yeah. technique. He yeah, just, but I'm he, saying like that's can, one of his. He can sense that somebody's around him, like <laughs> and their motions. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I I get it. You know? <laughs> that ain't gonna help you that much in a fight. You right? <laughs> Unless you Mayweather. Unless you. May- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, all, all we see from Captain Yami is him drawing his sword and doing a spell from a book with yeah. his slashes. I mean, that I don't I, I want to see him in a sword battle for real. That's what I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maliotis. I didn't even think about Maliotis uh, being one because I never seen him with an actual sword. I just see him with that broken thing. Yeah. And I only watched the first, what, season and a half of uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Well, I just, I forgot about Meliodas because the animation was so bad this year. But um, <laughs> <clears throat> okay, all right. <laughs> Meliodas isn't bad, bro. Uh, but I mean, there's so many other swordsmen, and Meliodas really all he ever shows is technique with 
being fast or blocking, right? Mm-hmm. So he never really shows any real, like, what I would consider amazing sword technique. Like, when we talk about, like, Fuhrer Bradley, great swordsman. We talking about Roni Kenshin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mugen. Great swordsman. Yeah. Mugen, great swordsman. Jin, great swordsman. Oh, Jin, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talk about, let's talk about Kirito and Asuna from. See, now that's from, okay, some from, some from Sword Art Online. Can we count them because that's not in the real world? You know? Well, I don't. I don't know. How Asuna we... trained with a sword in the real in the real world. Oh yeah, and, the, yeah. She was a jou- and, what's that call that? Yeah, she was a not not jousting. It was a, uh, she was a fa- fencer. Fencing. Fen- um, yep, yeah, yeah, she fenced. But even so, like you got to remember, in these games, they're using their real bodies, like motions. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's a good um, point. We even have like nines from Cannon Buster. Oh uh, yeah, true. Who was dope. And like I said, when we throw like Jin and Afro from Afro Samurai in there, Ooh. we got Afro Samurai who's cutting basically meteors in half. And, you know, he isn't he doesn't have any powers outside of him using his sword, you know? Right. Like that headband doesn't give him powers. So we're talking about a man who can actually cut like a bullet coming at him and rockets coming at him and mountain stuff coming at him without any actual powers is kind of ridiculous. Afro Samurai versus Kenshi. I think I would say technique wise, they're actually extremely close. Mm-hmm. I would say Kenshin gets the battle though. Mm. Uh, but if I had to say uh power wise, I think Samurai uh Afro Samurai would be faster. Faster? I think Afro, I think Afro, Afro Samurai would be faster and be able to land a kill blow. Ooh, interesting. Tell but us I what you think. Te- I think yeah, yeah. Tell us what you think. But I think technique wise, uh my boy Afro it gets beat easy. Mm. Let's not, go back not to, easy, but you know. So Captain Eisen, do you, do you know anything about him? Because I, all I know is from what uh, Kush said, but I don't really know much about him. Yeah, he got dogged by Ichigo. Oh, uh, did he? <laughs> Everybody get dogged by Ichigo. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. He is the main character of a shonen shonen jump at that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> So what what makes Aizen cool is his ability um, to control your senses, right? He is one of those characters who, the overarching bad guy, he plans everything uh, from years and years in advance and is going for what he wants, Mm. you know, in the future. I think that's awesome. uh, But, like, come on, bro. Like, as a swordsman, he's really just doing the same thing they do in everyone. There's no one there with any real tick. Yeah, they just kind of like, slash with yeah. their. And if guy. I had to talk about, yeah, my favorite swordsman in uh, in Bleach is gonna be uh, Kenpachi because Kenpachi's just the goat. Like he he is just he can't he has to hold back or else he destroys the world. Right. So <laughs> Kenpachi's the goat. <laughs> I, um, dude i must say after this topic it had me i even tweeted this to kush i'm like look i this just shows that i do not watch that much like fighting anime like i don't know half of these people we got a list here of, of just people with swords in anime mm-hmm. i mean you could think about people like uh rimuru which is reincarnated as a slime when he does use his sword. We don't really even see him use it that much. But he like, did train with it. But he did train with it. Yep, absolutely. 
Trunks from Dragon Ball. Uh, Trunks from Dragon Ball Z, yeah, yeah. You got a Killer B from Naruto, which right, I think he should have whooped Sasuke's ass. Easy. Uh, I hated that. Got, I, that pissed me off in the show so bad. You um, got Vicious from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Like, I even forgot he... <laughs> that was like that. But let's talk about a couple of bad ones, okay? Bad Swordsman? Yeah. we. I mean, my number one bad swordsman would have to be in Unasha. That guy's fucking terrible, dog. <laughs> He's the worst, man. Oh, man. What would um, you, you say earlier? <laughs> what, said, wait, what? What's his best move? Oh, Iron Reaver Soul Stealer. <laughs> and, that, and that doesn't have anything to do with his shield, his sword. Yeah, man. And you're not that sure. Is, he's an awful swordsman. He literally, he, you want to talk about somebody reckless? If he didn't have Windscar, he would literally be nothing. He would be another Asta. Asta Jr.? Yeah, Nasser's terrible. You, Asa doesn't have sword technique, so we're not even going to talk about that. Um, he just has a lot of strength with a big, giant, great sword. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, when she when Alex brought up uh, Levi, it that blew my mind. Cause, so Levi is a. Uh, I think so. I, I actually have to set Levi apart, right? And here's my thing: mm-hmm. the only reason I have to set him apart is because he's not a traditional swordsman like these guys, right? I, I feel like everyone on this list is a much different swordsman. Like Trunks might be the closest to what Levi does. I uh, see. Okay, now I would disagree, and the reason why I would disagree is because his technique is different, but he uses swords. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But what I mean by is that all of these swordsmen are very two dimensional. The whole point in what Levi does is meant to be omnidirectional. So Uh, he, if he were to get into a fight with any of these guys, like if he if he were able to keep up with any of them, I actually think Levi would work almost all of them. And that's just because of the fact that if he had the same speed, yeah, like if if he were training in the same world of any of these and was able to maintain that omnidirectional gear, he has way too much versatility to not be able to take any of them down. Okay, so that I disagree with, but I see what you're saying now. Like, what you're saying makes so much fucking sense. It, oh, dude, yeah, you're right. Like, I could see why you say he would, but I would say he wouldn't because yeah. when you're dealing with traditional swordsmen, like, you can't you can't fuck with that, that technique. They could just stand still and slice yeah. mountains in half, you know what I'm saying? Or boulders mm-hmm. in half or whatever the case may be. I mean, you want to talk about somebody, um, somebody with uh, like move, movement ability. Look at Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Like, could he mess with Levi? Uh, probably, probably. But I think I think power wise, he he chopped Levi down. Yeah, I think in terms saying? of like, I think in terms of like battle experience and versatility and maneuverability, Levi's got him beat. Especially if they're in the woods. Yeah, yeah. But he's not if touching they, Afro. Yeah, nah, that's... You know what I'm saying? He's not... Because, I mean, like you said, Afro Samurai chopped missiles in half. He's not yeah, messing, with, messing with Kenshi. Kenshi just turned his blade around and fucking... Knock <laughs> cut, him out. Yeah. <laughs> or chop, to, chop his omnidirectional off. gear. Chop his omnidirectional gear off, and now what? You just yeah. have a, a Levi, a grounded Levi. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. You're absolutely right. He is in a different category because... Yeah. Like, 
I think he would. I mean, he's destroying you, Nasha. He would destroy. <laughs> destroy. <laughs> not fast enough. Exactly. He would destroy Zabuza from Naruto. Yeah, I think I think he'd work him. Um, I about, think he. What would, about Eisen? Probably not, right? He not. Nah, he can't work Eisen. Eisen's too, Eisen's gonna, gonna go off on him. Take off his senses. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he worked like Micaiah. Uh, Mikaela from um, Seraph of the End. I added him in here. Oh. Also, that's what I meant to add in. Hyakamaru from Dororo. Oh, true. Because that boy, his whole body is a sword. Yeah, we tripping. Okay. He is dope. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, is he... Is he the best? I mean... His whole body is a sword. Dope, yes. I don't think he can but, be Kenshin still, but I think he definitely... I think he has to have a different type of technique as well, right? His technique is different because he actually doesn't wield a sword traditionally for the beginning fights. And true. then he, when he's able to wield a sword traditionally, he's still able to remove like other body parts and use them as swords, right? The way he so, moved, though, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His, his movements are ridiculous. So I would say Hyakamaru is amazing. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. So let's take away everybody's power. Okay. Yeah. Let's take away everybody's power. Who's winning the tournament versus it, with everybody in this list with no power? Like no magical ability. So no Captain Yami dimension slashes or no Captain Eisen's. I'm going to remove your senses or uh, who else has some crazy ass power? I mean, everybody has crazy ass powers. The eight tails <laughs> right. from Killer B, you know what I'm saying? Super Saiyan trunks or flying trunks, period. He's getting bodied now. I'm going to just eliminate him right now. <laughs> so if I had to say on this list, I would say the semifinals would be between these four people. These are the four people I would choose. Kenshi, Mihawk from One Piece. Mm. Afro Samurai, mm. Dororo, or Hyakamaru, and then possibly Levi. It, Levi would be like yeah. possibly in there. That's that's what I would say. But the, the first four would be who I would choose initially. Mm -hmm. But I think Levi could take out Hyakimaru. And if, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing if, if we leave Levi with his gear, I guess that's really not fair. So let's, let's take out, well, that's your list, okay? I'm going to throw mine out. Same exact as yours, so just rewind to what Tail said, <laughs> but take out Levi and put in Mugen from Samurai Shampoo. You know what? You're right. I forgot about it. I'm stupid. <laughs> Definitely throw in Mugen in there. Yeah, so yeah, Mugen and his technique, I think, will will give Afro Samurai a run for his money, but Afro yeah. Samurai is just much more powerful than Yeah, I, I think Afro is faster than Mugen, too. Yeah. But I think Mugen, technique-wise, has Afro beat, too. Yep. Yep. So, and I think I think if Mugen was to get Afro pissed, he'd be Afro. Yeah, straight up. And, and when he's fighting uncontrollably and shit. But yeah, I mean, out of that, though, out of those four, Kenshi takes it all for me. Okay. So what, is he is he our greatest source? I think so, man. Which, I mean, it's up to you. He's my greatest swordsman with the greatest technique. I I just feel like technique wise, we can't stop him. Like, so his technique is actually called the heavenly. Wait, 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 repeat that. You got cut out again. 
his technique is the heavenly flying sword, right? Yeah. Oh, so, the memories is coming back. So, like, let's be real, though. Who's stopping him? He was flying only- heavenly sword. Yeah, who's stopping him? He was trained by one. His line is only brought down once. And the only way it can be brought down again is if Kenshi teaches. Yeah, man. I don't, yeah, he can't be stopped. Like natural ability, he just can't be stopped. Yeah. Yeah. The man's ridiculous. I'd have to say he's he is actually probably the GOAT um, <laughs> yeah. for swordsman. And I feel like it's it's understandable. Like if anyone argues that, they gotta bring a damn good argument. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not I'm not even a swordsman guy or or you know, any of this. I hope we did your, your topic justice though, Kush man. But I like this topic a lot, even though I feel like I, I'm not able to contribute as much because I don't a lot of these I like I don't really even think about like we even had sasuke who would be terrible in a non-powered battle with a sword yeah. <laughs> i mean i still think iki kuragane got the best technique iki kuragane huh yeah yeah, yeah. only because he got the ido shura where he can sacrifice his own life to get stronger to get That's, stronger yeah yeah if in the right scenario i think he could take out like maybe afro i don't know if he'll take, take out roni kenshin but the, you know yeah the problem with that is if he if he does his technique to take out Afro, he'd be dead. Afro's very durable. Exactly. So you have to give you his entire life force basically to kill him. Yeah. I mean, he, my, my man bleeding out his or out his whole body, but he is like the strong. You say what? Already. I say he's probably the strongest swordsman in his entire world. True. 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 I love it though, man. I love it though. Uh, Connor also tweeted me one. Let me read his before we go to Let's our, go, my, my hero talk. Oh, I almost forgot about it. I apologize Uh-oh. for that, Connor. I love you, brother. <laughs> he says, Yu-Gi-Oh from SAO. The man turned into a sword from his willpower. Get real. But on all reality, uh, Shaita Synthesis 12 from the most recent episode, the most recent season of Sword Art with the Needlepoint Sword. How can we forget about her, bro? She did have like some dope technique for real. Yeah, technique wise, she might be. Oh my god, she she's slicing people up. Well, because she never used her her senses abilities either. Well, her sword has a. It, it is. You can't. Yeah, her sword yeah. is her power. That's true. But if we're talking about technique as well, like she was able to divert attacks with just the tip of her sword, and it was a so like size of a needle literally yeah oh my god bro how can we forget about her thank you connor damn she's, stuff. she's like way to go too it, yeah i mean she destroyed mugen yeah well that yes because mugen is not gonna go serious and he gonna get wrecked i yep. think even if mugen does go serious though he's getting wrecked no nope, he gonna he gonna do one of those uh windmills and his <laughs> legs gonna be gone <laughs> He gonna, he gonna stand up on his knees. <laughs> yeah, straight up, straight up. Uh, what it's a not great... straight up if he can't stand up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, what a great topic, man! Thank you so much, Kush, man. I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry that we're not. I'm not too versed. I feel like, but I do feel like we gave it some justice, man. Let us know if you like that. But this was a great conversation. I enjoyed it. And uh, now this is the portion of the show where we get into our My Hero Academia talk. We talked this uh, most recent episode, so there will be full spoilers ahead on that season four episode, I don't know, whatever. 
<laughs> episode 80? 79, actually. Is that what it is? Episode mm-hmm. 79? Yep. Uh, what you think, Tell? I think this episode was a good relaxer episode. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we did just come off like a hype and then they gave us a death and <laughs> And now we finally feel like we get to relax and cool down again. And these high school students get to actually be high school students for a change, right? Yeah. Like, well, we haven't even fully gotten into that, but we get to see like a glimpse of them not having to be heroes, you know? True. This was this is the episode where uh, our boys take their provisional test, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just make sure we're on the same page. I yeah. feel like I feel like I was missing something. So, they, I mean, I just think the way they dove into it kind of quick, yeah. you know, like how we were talking with, uh, talking about uh, Inspector earlier, like that's the pacing is great. They yeah. just had a pacing issue this entire season, but they, they did. They felt like they kind of dove into it quickly, but um, it's the provisional license. And we know that these characters are, these are being punished specifically mm-hmm. because they, they have above average talents. Yeah but they performed poorly because of their egos. Exactly. Uh, which I think is great for character development. I love, yeah. Um, so I think that's a, good, a great step in the right direction for this season. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, this season in anime was, or the manga was my favorite season, but it, I don't think it lives up to the manga hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is a good start. I think this next episode is pretty dope because the kids yes. fighting... Uh, the UA students, yes, and and the Shirotorizawa students. So that's gonna be dope. Like you said, this pacing for this entire season was thrown off, including this episode. Um, a lot of it was was like it was the pacing was terrible, right? But it didn't make it a bad episode. It, like the episode wasn't bad to me. It just, I I don't know. I, I again, I feel like they've been doing what they've been doing all season, and that's just kind of slowly dragging on episodes just so they can. Uh, you know, pad out the season a bit. Um, it's so evident that they're doing that, and it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. Like they playing us. Yeah, like they like they intentionally just. It's like okay, let's milk this, let's milk this, let's milk this, because they don't want to catch up to the manga too fast. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I hate that, and that that kind of is that that's kind of what Black Clover does mm-hmm. because they're continuously going. Um, but the the manga is, in my opinion, so far ahead enough that by this point they could go like a full year of episodes and not necessarily catch up. Mm-hmm. But if you if if they do the pacing, how if they did, let's just say this pay, this episode didn't exist and we just went to the next episode, how much, like how how close will we be towards the manga? You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be closer towards the manga than, than not. Right? Be this, yeah, we wouldn't even... If I mean, technically, if we go to the next episode, didn't even go anywhere closer to the manga. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, so like they could have gave us most of this episode in one day right. or gotten us through the day with the other students and then got us here. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I get that. I just, you know, I, I they could have done it better. That's true. Yeah. I, I'm not going to argue that because, like I said, I, I was super hyped for this season. I'm still enjoying it, but you know it could have been better. Yeah, I do like the, I do like this episode though with this with these kids though, because and like they kind of explain what the kids' uh, I- ideals were 
at the mm-hmm. preview of the next episode. So they're going to explain that next episode, which they could have just left this episode out and gave us next episode. But whatever. Um, they explain their ideals and their ideals is that we want to show that we are more powerful than even the adult heroes. Yeah. You know and the reasoning, the reasoning is also really dope because um, they were talking about how, like, the parents are super scared about the future yeah. because the heroes aren't necessarily living up to what they should be As and heroes, right? they don't know if the kids are going to or the high school students are going to be able to do it so it's also like you know damn like how are we going to we have to look towards the future so these kids know they are the future yep. they also know that their quirks are technically better because they're fused quirks you know like as you you live on through life and you have families you yep. mix quirks together so basically, these kids are mixing quirks from their families, and you know, eventually they're gonna probably have superior quirks. They believe wholeheartedly that their quirks are stronger than the, than the students and the heroes. Yep. So they're gonna try and assert their dominance, and this episode will show us, you know, where our students stand. Yeah. So to be honest, this episode was kind of just a means to get us to the next episode, which mm-hmm. uh, sucked. I mean, I mean, not again, the episode wasn't bad, but it's just like, it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like dragging us through now, which is understandable because you're right after uh, giving us a death and kind of like lulling us, you know, yeah. coming down from that high, quote unquote, uh, it, we kind of needed a break. But to be honest, I didn't really need this episode. Like, we could have literally, we, we both could have skipped this episode and not talked about it on episode 34 and been still just as fine. Yeah. They could have been like, ain't no breaks though. Yeah. Straight they up. They, could have, they definitely could have did that for us. Yeah. Straight up. So, I mean, not much more to say about this episode. <laughs> uh, I think that's a, that's a wrap then. Yes, sir. That'll be a wrap for episode 34. Mike check waifu waifu. Thank y'all so much for rocking with us. Deep Prince. Thanks f- so much for the topic. We appreciate you, brother. We will, uh, Catch y'all next week after we talk about our uh, social medias. I'm at Polo Bornfly on Twitter. And I'm at King Taliano. I also just want to say, quote, Polo said, Hanada is the GOAT. I did? You did. You. I wrote it down because you said it. Hanada is the GOAT. Polo said that. Rewind it. Rewind it. Rewind it. Mic check. One, two, one, two. My sweet wife is. Is that you?